Blog Talk Radio. Stand by. Stand by. Praise God. Welcome. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. It's an honor to be here tonight. I have some wonderful teachings that's going to help all of us. What do we do in times of troubles? What's causing you to have troubles? It's part of life. Sometimes we are our own enemies. Sometimes we give the devil legal rights. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm not here to judge nobody. I have my own sin. (laughs) You have yours. This is why we have to work out our own salvation with trembling and fear. But what do you do in times of trouble? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, use me as your oracle. We come against every satanic force in the name of Jesus. And we bind every spirit, every demon that will try to hinder the peace of the believer. We have authority. The Lord says, stand fast in the liberty where in Christ that made us free and be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. We bind the yoke of bondage. We bind any hindering spirits. And we ask that our hearts and our spirits be open to the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Not every day is sunshine and rainbows. And even the most optimistic glass half full kinds of people have bad days every now and then. Sometimes it's a day where a bunch of little things go wrong. While other days, it can be one big event or unfortunate happenings that discourages you. That's the devil's job. I want everybody to know we have an enemy. And if you're not aware of the enemy, my God, you were going to get wiped out by him. And when we have an enemy, we have to go to the manual, which is the Bible, to tell us how to deal with that. So I'm going to give you 14 encouraging Bible verses for hard times. Something, uh, it's a day a little bit here and there. You know, we all have our problems. When the going gets tough, one can find comforts when turning to the Bible. Some of us turn to food. I'm not here to judge you. Alcohol, I'm not here to judge you. Fleshly losses, fleshly uh, desires. Oh, man, we all got our problems that we're dealing with. We're not here to say who's holier than thou because all have sinned and all have came short of the glory of God. Now, here is some encouraging scriptures, motivation through God's word, and we got some other scriptures that we're going to give to you concerning this uh, topic. The first one I want to give you is Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. It says, cast your burdens on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Now, if you don't believe that, it's not going to work. Everything we do in Christian walk is, is that we have to first believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And then once we believe, we have to believe his word says what it's going to say. It's going to do what it's going to do. You have to believe that. Now, if you don't believe that, you need to really work on your faith because everything that we do, every time we do something in our Christian walk, faith is behind it. Peter was walking on the water, so he started looking. We can't do that. We have to use scriptures. Another powerful scripture is a powerful verse in Psalms 55, 22 says, touches on how you don't have to go it alone when times are tough. Instead, turn to the Lord who will sustain you and will help you get through it. Regular prayer and keeping with God in your heart is a great way to keep your spirits up. I talk to the Lord every day. I'm 62 years old. I ask the Lord to forgive me for a lot of foolishness, mismanagement of finances, this, that. I mean, I was just been repenting, repenting, looking at uh, things that, you know, I allow the devil to come in my life, a reflection. There's a time to reflect. There's a time and place for everything. But I can't stay harnessed in the negative. 
I have to confess my sin. When times get hard, make sure that you got unforgiveness. If there's anywhere of unforgiveness in your heart, you may release that person. Please release them. Please release them because it's only going to hurt you. Amen. Okay, here's some other scriptures we got here. We got Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, pleasant help in trouble. And believe me, uh, I am waiting and depending on the Lord. We're also doing this teaching with including a telethon. We're in need of finances. And I'm not going to allow the devil, starting 2020 today, not 2024, starting today, I'm going to have to start asking more everyday people to give because I don't do it. And uh, the Lord has been telling me that I have to do it. You have not because you ask not. And I'm in troubles. I don't have any water. My pipe's busted, and I'm praying uh, that the Lord will provide and open the door so that I can have the monies. I have to pay the Internet bills. We don't get too many people that give. So when I get something, I got to put it to the ministry, and I put myself uh, second. But God will provide with any of us if we keep our trust in him and not in people. God is our refuge and strength, a very pleasant help in troubles. We occasionally forget that God is always with us. When times are good, we're feeling fortunate. We tend to praise God, but when times are bad, it can be common, though, to believe that he has abandoned you in a moment of need. This is not true. This is the thoughts from the devil. When he says that, in Ezekiel 38, 10, thou shalt think an evil thought. And when you start doing that, it's going to pull you away from God. This Bible verse mentions God is very present. Even when we are faced with difficulties and we help you get through them. The Lord will help you get through them. The Lord told me to wait. I've been waiting and trusting him. I'm waiting on my disability settlement. The Lord told me to wait. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, and I believe. In Psalms 9-9, the Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in time of trouble, and those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have forsaken those you have not forsaken those who seek you. He will never, ever, ever leave you or forsake you. If you're by yourself at home, you may be divorced, you may be separated. During these uh, holidays, I really don't like holiday seasons because this is when the, the enemy really attacks people who are going through divorce, who've been with their wife for so many years or their loved ones and they're no longer there. I don't like I don't deal with holidays. I have a lot of counseling doing holidays and what you watch and PB people are calling me. And I notice that uh this put pressure and the devil really likes to kick it up a little bit more uh to put on a person uh when it comes to holidays because he knows what to pull and strings to pull to get you upset. But if you hold on to the words of God and his scriptures, God can carry you them all. Amen. Psalms chapter 9, verse 9. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in time of trouble, and those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. But when you're going through trials and tribulations, quote that scripture. Because the minute you don't quote that scripture, I guarantee you the devil is going to come try to tell you, well, God has left you. God has never left us. That's a lie. You can't believe the devil. He's a follower of all lies. A similar previous verse in Psalms 9, 9 verse 9 emphasized placing your trust in God, whether in good times or bad times. There is something we should strive to do every day. God will help you as long as you continue to trust him. Never give up, brothers and sisters. Don't give up. I worked with a man for seven years, and he's still stubborn. He believed the election lie for seven years. Still think he's spiritual, double-minded, don't even know the truth. Don't be like that. Let God shine into your heart and show you what is displeasing with him. Use these scriptures to be close to God so that when these times come, you know you're going to get the victory. In Mark 10, 27, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. 
all things are possible with God. Now, if your imagination is not in faith and you're thinking negative all the time, this won't apply to you. People who don't have faith cannot expound and trust the scriptures because there's a lack of faith, doubt, skepticism, or unbelief. Please renounce those things and make sure that you believe God's word because God's word works. A very popular verse is another one, which is in Mark 10, 27, is an excellent verse to turn to when you need to have extra motive, a motivation to take on a particular task. This is a great verse for when doubt starts to creep into your fleshly mind. Don't let it. And remember that all things are possible with God. Psalms 37, 23, and 24, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. That is a very beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scripture. A fantastic verse that touches on the idea that sometimes God may test us or that sometimes the world isn't perfect. However, when you place your faith with God, you will never fall, ever. Now, you can trust in your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your wife, your brother, and all that good stuff. Nothing like God. Nothing like the Lord. Another a scripture that should help you through the day when you're having uh, troubles is that you're going to have to fight. And First Timothy six twelve says, "Fight the good fight of faith, and take hold of eternal life, to which, when you were called, you were made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses." In the first line of First Timothy six twelve is a particular beautiful encouragement: "Fight the good fight of faith." It's essentially, this verse inspires you to never give up, and to keep doing what is right. Those who continue to fight the good fight will find happiness, and you will get the victory. Another one is in Psalms chapter 28, verse 6 and 7. Psalms chapter 28, verse 6 and 7. Praise be to the Lord, for he has, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. How many do we times do we really praise the Lord? You know, we get so caught up in doing everything. Hey, we have just put aside just pray. I'm guilty. I'm working constantly. I should, and I confess, Lord, forgive me for not coming to your praise. I repent, Lord. I just got so much going. But I stay in the word. Get a, get a time to just praise him. I, I listen to a lot of praise worship music, and that really uh, rejuvenates my spirit. Because what we have to learn how to do is to use the scriptures and depend on those scriptures to keep us sane and to protect us and to keep us under his wings, Ruth 2.12. When we stay under the scriptures, we are under the wings of God. Remember that. In Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that's so easily entangled. And let us run with the perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfect finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorching its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, considering him who endured such oppositions from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. As long as you call on the name of the Lord, you are okay. You commit a sin, Lord, forgive me. Stay with the Lord. Don't never allow a personal problem that you have make you go away from God. That's what the devil wants. God sacrificed himself, his son, for us. This, too, is important to never forget. Let us run with the perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the prisoner and the perfect person of faith is who we need to stay focused on in his word in times of troubles. Go to the scriptures instead of going to the all-you-can-eat or movie or falling asleep or using some form of escape. Deal with it with the scriptures. Amen. It's hard. But Paul said we can do all things. Another one is in Psalm 62, uh, verse 5 through 8. Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I should not be shaken. 
My salvation and my honor depends on God. He is my right rock, my refuge, who I trust in all times. You people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. God is our refuge. Touching on similar ideas as past verses in Psalm 62, 5 and 8, recompense that we have to keep our trust in God. He will act as your rock and your fortress will not be shaken if you keep your trust in God. Don't look at the circumstances. It would make you not trust God. We walk not by sight, but by what? We walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. We walk not by sight, what we walk by faith. Don't look at what you see and say, oh, this is how it's going to be. No, 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 no. Wait on the word. Let the word do its job. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 13, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'm all out. Be all out. Seek him. And I guarantee you, God has a plan for you. All things work together for good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose and will. Romans 8, 28. God has a plan for you. Don't let the devil tell you that he doesn't have a plan for you. Don't let the devil tell you that you're not uh, 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 worthy. You are worthy. God says he called you out your mother's womb. He had called you out your mother's womb, so he's been knowing you, and you got to know him. And he knows our troubles. This is why he walked in the flesh. Amen? So these are scriptures that will encourage us. Another one is in Ezra, E-Z-R-A. Ezra chapter 10, 4. Rise up, take courage, and do it. Rise up. A great vast of those who need motivation, sometimes it takes a little grit and courage to get through things. God will help you find that courage you need to take on the challenges that lay ahead of us through Christ Jesus. Rest in him. Come unto me, all who are heavy and laden. See, we can't do this thing by ourselves. This is why we get stress-induced. I have been getting, learning to get a lot of rest. I'm 62. I've been going at this since I was 42, 18 hours. 18 hours, and uh, I'm used to it, but I still have to get rest. Rest your body, prepare yourself, eat properly. If you don't have a right diet, you can come under a lot of attack. That's going to be our next sermon. Okay, here's another scripture that will help us in times of troubles in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard the Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the end of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding. No, one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increase the power to the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God does not want us to be in faintness and in fear and in uh, nervousness to circumstances. He wants us to take the Bible and use that Bible against the, the devil. Use that Bible against your circumstances. That's being a Christian. You don't have to watch TV all day and waste your money with that. Go to the scriptures and use God's written word. Amen. Another scripture that will help you in Hebrews 13, 5, God says, I will never leave you. Never will I forsake you. God is always with us. Remember that. He is always with us, even when we don't think he's not with us. He is with us. If you have swindled some money and you found you made a mistake and you messed up your finances, which a lot of people did, I, I had to repent my past. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we'll get money and we'll mess that up and call out with sin with not being responsible for our finances. 
Ask God to forgive you. If you wondered anything, God can clean that up too. Let's look at that. If you're having problems with your finances, if you uh, misuse your money, repent. God will forgive you. In Luke 15, 11, and he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger one of them said to his father, Father, give me the portions of good that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the young son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there he wasted his substance and in righteousness ways, as living wrong, spending his money wrong. And when he had spent all that he had spent up and fed him in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him into the fields of the feed and swines, and he would faint and have filled his belly with the husk that the swines did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, see, we have to come to ourselves. We see that we made a mistake, come to ourselves. And that's the time when God shows us what we did with, when we can come to ourselves, like this man came to himself, he said, how many higher servants my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy higher servants. See how he humbled himself? And he rose and came to his father. That's what we have to do to Jesus. But when he was yet great away off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell onto his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. And I, I feel like this sometimes when I fall, and we all do. If you uh, feel convicted when you sin, you know that God has his hand on you. If you can just commit a sin and it doesn't bother you, there's something wrong with your salvation. But the father said to the servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his right hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattest calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they begin to be merry. There is nothing that God cannot turn around and do. We have a powerful God, even when we mess up. And God bless Kathleen Favors, Sister Favors, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We have a powerful God. And sometimes it looks bad. You know, uh, I, I've been without water for two months. I have to go outside to turn my water. I have a busted pipe, and I'm praying and believing. And he'll come through. It ain't bother me because we have to, sometimes we go through these things. It could be a test. Job went through a lot. Not once did he curse God. When, you, when, when you're going through hard times, don't get mad at God. That's, 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 that's the one thing don't do. Because this is that will set you up. Getting angry at God, if, I guarantee it's not the Lord. <laughs> it is something that we've done, a, a legal door that we've opened up to let the devil attack us. And uh, boom, we fall. But the prodigal son, God received him. And God brought him back into and restored him. So if you fall, don't beat yourself upside the head. You squandered some money last week or you made a mistake. Okay, we're going to repent. That's what we're going to do. We ain't going to wallow in it. We'll learn from our sin, and then we'll press on and, and, and move forth. We'll leave that behind. Lord, forgive us. If you committed any sin by messing up your money, ask God to forgive you. Uh, if you have any alt against anybody, ask God to forgive you. That can hinder you, too, from some of your prayers. You want to be in line with God's word, not the, not the church buildings or the organization of the man but the word of God. And if you do that, God will never let you go. Let's give you a wonderful, powerful stir of three Jewish men who believed in God some hard times, and God was with them. Let's look at this journey in the book of Daniel chapter 3. We'll go to Daniel chapter 3, verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee, thy serve, nor thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Th- these men were serving God. They was not bowing down to anything but God. Now, this is a tight situation where their faith is being on the line here. And we're talking about death. We have to have that type of faith because the Lord says, you never leave us, nor should he forsake us. Do not let the devil trick you to make you feel that the Lord has left you. God is a covenant God. He's never left you. We leave him. He doesn't leave us. When Adam and Eve sinned, it wasn't God running from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve was running from God. Come to God. Hear what it is. I don't care how many problems you had. Come to the Lord and don't give up. You, you're looking at an ex-drug addict here. I need to give a testimony because I was a crack addict. I was on crack cocaine. So what you're seeing here wasn't really here. This is this is something totally different, this person here. This is done by faith in Christ. I was on drugs, and I was bound with it. Crack cocaine, snorting heroin, uh, a vodka, uh, Russian vodka, a half a gallon uh, every three or four days, six packs of Newport cigarettes a day in nightclubs, just running with my head chopped off. Don't even know how I made it. It's Christ Jesus. That's all it is. And me trusting in him. And when you trust in him, he's not going to leave you. Lord have mercy. The Lord is telling me there are a lot of you are so close to your blessing. Don't do anything that's going to mess up your blessing. Wait and stand on God. Please don't do it. Wait on the Lord. Then, Nebuchadnezzar, verse 13 of Daniel 3.13, rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought the men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now watch this. This is this is powerful. It, in in three seventeen, in three fifteen, I'm going to show this to you. Now, if you be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, shakbut, parsley, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye will worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fury furnace. And who is the God that should deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nazareth, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so our God, whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. That takes faith. Neither the jealousness of Shadrach and Nishabak did not have. They had ultimate faith in God. These young men went into their faith in their personal convictions. Instead, they gave bold and unlashing witnesses to their, uh, uh, of the people that they had a God, and they had hoped and a faith that was fixed only on him that was refuge and strength, Psalms 46, 1, and Psalms 56, verse 4. They also knew that the wrath of God against sin and disobedience was far worse than human wrath. They knew that. Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28. But they trust, see, Shadrach, Meshach trusted in God. It takes us to use our trust when things are going bad to stand and be patient and wait and lock on with the wings of God, Ruth 2, 12, and stand there. This unconditional faith completed trust and total loyalty to God. They said, be if not, they possessed a faith that trusted and obeyed God regardless of their consequences 
obedience and preserving God's trust and not necessarily giving in to the things of what they see. This experience allowed them to have total faith in God, like many of the great saints of the Bible. These three friends had their faith greatly tested by God, and God carried them through it. <clears throat> okay, now, let's go to verse uh, 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They already told the devil, hey, don't come with me with that. This is what we got to do. We're going to have to trust God. Lord, I'm going to trust in you. It says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. Don't lean to your understanding when times are in trouble. If you lean to your understanding, then you're going to have a problem. Casting down those imaginations that exalt itself up against the knowledge of God, and then you have to bring that into captivity to the obedience of Christ because the devil is trying to lure you away from standing on the Scriptures. He's trying to lure you away from trusting in him, and he's trying to get you to make a decision to do something on your own rather than the Lord doing it in you. And if we can be still, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, we can get the same victory. Verse 19, Daniel 3:19. Then was Nazareth full of fury, and the foam of his vengeance was changed against Shadrach and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should not heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wafted to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their horses, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the fierce, exceeding hot, the flames, the flies slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning furnace. Then, Nezagarazia, the king was astonished and rose and hastened and spoke and said unto the counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. And he answered and said, lo, I see a fourth man loosed walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth it's like the Son of God. God will carry you through the victory. I guarantee you, in the name of Jesus, he will see you through the victory. God is a powerful God. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. The Lord Jesus can deliver you from any situation. Any situation, there's nothing that the Lord can't deliver you from. Speak his word. Speak his word when you don't even feel like speaking his word. Break curses in your life. If you're under curse, you're not going to be blessed. Break curses. Amen. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to go and and we got some neighbors coming into, want to come to my home. They're coming inside. I have to open the door. And just wait. Let me just open the door. Don't nobody go nowhere. I got to let my neighbors in. If some people come to the Bible study here, uh, and anyone's welcome who I, I've been known for a while. So I got to go to the door, and we're going to continue. What to do in times of trouble? Thank you. Thank you for your patience. 
Now, when the devil comes and where he comes at you in when and we have troubles through our minds, that's the battleground. In times of trouble, I guarantee you, he's going to try to suggest something to you. The devil is very real, greater than he that is in me than he that is in the world. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three men who remain true to God, even possible cost of their lives served to command the spiritual moral compromise of those who he loved, which is God, influenced them to continue to trust in God no matter what. God does not expect the reasoning that we may do. He expects us to have faith. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had faith. And the Son of Man was walking with them. The Son of Man is the Son of God who can walk with you with your situations in times of trouble. Now, what I do in times of trouble is that I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in tongues and building myself on my most holy faith. And if you have a demonic spirit, we're going to get that taken care of because we're doing deliverance tonight. We are opening the room for deliverance tonight. The room will be opening for deliverance tonight. We're going to be opening up the room for deliverance because spirits can attack us. And and, 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 and and weigh us down. We have to move these things away from us and stand on God's word. In time of trouble, go pray. Pray. Don't start figuring nothing out. Leave that alone and wait. You see, our problem when we have times of trouble is that we're so used to being independent, doing it on our own without God, that becomes a stronghold, and it can definitely get us in trouble. And the devil is familiar with that. This is why the familiar spirit is constantly working with other demons to make sure that you stay in check so you can't do the things that God wants you to do when you don't obey the word. The Bible has said something that's very, very important when we are in trouble. And sometimes uh, we can be in so much trouble, you don't know which way it's going to come. And I, I was going through a thing where if my air condition went out on me, my water went out on me, my car went out on me, and I just started praying in tongues. I didn't get upset. I kept ministering to people, and I just started praying in tongues. And I started praying in tongues. And then the Lord moved me over to the side and said, trust me. Sometimes God will test us. But we have to stand. In Psalms 37, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, this here should motivate you in times of trouble. I'm waiting on my settlement in times of trouble. I'm waiting on a miracle in times of trouble. That's right. I got my air conditioning went out in my house. Well, why are you saying that? No, I'm not saying for you to do anything. I'm just showing you that I'm having times of trouble, but I'm standing on God's word, still teaching it, and believe it. Whether I get one dime or not, I'm still going to believe in Christ. And because of that, that makes me like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's to stand on your faith. God, I believe that you will do this. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. It's going to come, but we got to wait. Just hold on. Stand your ground with the enemy, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment in the noonday. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't do, and uh, they just don't know how to rest in the Lord. The Lord just gave me Psalm chapter. 40 verse 1, I wait patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and heareth my cry. But you've got to be patient, and then we don't get patient. Now, patience is part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You need patience. We all need patience. Amen? Because if we don't have patience, I guarantee you the devil going to turn that into something of the mess without not having patience. 
We have to wait on the Lord. In Psalm 37, 7, in times of trouble, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you know how to rest? Some people don't know how to rest in the Lord. They just don't know how. They don't They don't have a, a, a fellowship to rest. I rest sometimes. Lord, I just cast this on you. There's nothing I can do. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your care. When we start doing things, we're not going to be successful. The devil knows that. And what he wants you to do is to go back into the old way, your old self. He wants that old man to, to, to resurrect, the old man of you doing it yourself, the old man of borrowing money, the old man of lying, the old man of pawning stuff. So I used to love to pawn stuff, pawn my stuff and go hustle and sell something else and set it back and go backwards and forward and just be in a whirlwind, just going around in circles. If we don't wait on the Lord, we will be in trouble, brothers and sisters. We must wait and be patient on him. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not, fret not thyself because of him who, who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. If we can do that in times of trouble, because when we're angry, we won't be able to hear God. And you may be frustrated with what's, what's going on. Now, the Holy Spirit is telling me sometimes when we're going through things, it's a, skirt, it's a, it's a process that God doing to try to change us for the better. And the Holy Spirit is telling me this, and I have to illustrate this because uh, this is what you call a grooming. And when he grooms you, it's very uncomfortable, the grooming. And the grooming... Uh, in hard times, sometimes people get it confused. It could be God's discipline, us as his sons also. We looked at encouraging the scriptures in the Bible. We looked at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We looked at the prodigal son. When the man spent all this money, God forgave him. Now we're going to look at another thing that could cause problems, troubles that you may have. And they may not be no troubles at all. God's discipline us as his sons. In Hebrews 12, uh, 3, it says, For consider him that endures such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be worried and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortations which spoken unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, the chastening of the Lord, and faint not when thou art rebuked of him. In times of trouble, rebuke of him. Pay close attention. Several facts about God's discipline of believers are the hardships and troubles he allowed us to suffer. Now, I did explain to you what to do in times of trouble. Again, we gave you scriptures. Then I gave you the prodigal son. When you mess up, you spend your money wrong, you come back, God forgive you. Oh, that's times of trouble. Then with Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego used their faith. They did not bow down to any god. And they went through that furnace fire, and the Son of Man was with him. Now, these are some troubles that could be also that is not sinful, which is the discipline of the Lord. Note several facts about God's discipline of believers and the hardship and troubles he allow us to suffer. One, there are signs that we are God's children. A lot of us don't want to hear that in suffering, but there are. We are as a sign that we're God's children. There are an assurance of God's love and concern for us. The Lord's discipline has two purposes. One, that we might not be finally condemned with the world, 1 Corinthians 11, 31 through 32, and B, that we might share God's holiness and continue to live sanctified lives without which we will never see the Lord. No people teach this. We're not going to see the Lord if we don't live a sanctified life. We're not going to see God. There are two possible consequences of the Lord's discipline. We may endure the hardship that God leads us through and submit to God's will and continue to remain faithful. By doing this, we will continue to live as God's spiritual children and share his holiness. It will yield the fruits of righteousness. We may... Despite it, the discipline of our Father is to bring us close to him, and rebelling against God because of suffering of sin is the opposite. So God doesn't want us to uh, suffer uh, from sin, but God does allow 
circumstances that could be trouble, hard times, but it could not be sinful, such as for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth it and scourge every son whom he receiveth, whom God loveth. Amen. If ye, re- if ye endured chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is whom the father chasteneth not? For if ye be without chastisement, wherefore all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. God doesn't want you to be a bastard. So in hard times of troubles, allow God to bring the chastisement. Amen. Under God's uh, will, trouble may come as a result of our spiritual warfare against Satan. Uh, we have that to deal with, too. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. It be a test to strengthen our faith. First Peter chapter 1, 6 through 7. And our works, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. First Corinthians uh, 3, 3 through 15. Preparations for us to be comforted by others as we suffer, Second Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 5, and to manifest the life of Christ by these sufferings, Second Corinthians chapter 4, 8 through 10, Second Corinthians chapter 4, 12, Second Corinthians chapter 4, 16. In all kinds of adversary, we must seek God and examine our lives at all times, at all times. Let's look at this, Second Chronicles 26. Verse 5, 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5. Again, 2 Chronicles 26, 5. 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zacchaeus who had understanding in the vision of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. I don't care what you go through. If you continue to serve the Lord in hard times, you will be prosperous. That's a guarantee. You will be prosperous, but you have to go through it. Jesus suffered. No, None of us really like the word suffering. But we, the Bible speaks of that, and uh, we get it mixed up sometimes because it's sad to say we haven't been trained that we must have to suffer uh, things. Christians will suffer. Uh, that's part of being a Christian, and I hate to say that. I don't like it, you know, but I have to go through it. You know, it's, 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 it's nothing that I like, but it has to be done. And um, the Bible says that. But if we understand that our lives is hidden in Christ, why should we worry? Our lives is hidden in him. Why should we worry if Christ is in us? I want to show you a scripture. And let me go to it. Okay. Now, what to do in times of trouble can also be areas in your life that could be dealing with sufferings. Now, we looked at the 14 scriptures we gave you. Remember that? All right. If you messed up with your money, we showed you in Luke 15, 11 through 24, the prodigal son. We showed you that God will be with you if you trust him, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was faith that they had to use, and God honored that, and God carried them through. We also showed you uh, what to do in times of trouble could also be dealing with uh, God chastising you and um, chastening you. And the last but not least, the privilege of suffering. I hate to say that, but that's part of the package. And I hope that I covered all the areas of suffering. Even Job suffered. He wasn't suffering for sin's sake. He was suffering for standing and trusting in God because God challenged the devil. This is my servant. God wants us to be like that. Amen? So the other area that could be uh, things of troubles in our life could not necessarily be trouble. We have to identify them by the Holy Spirit. It could be also suffering. Uh, In Philippians chapter 
1 verse 27, it says, Only that your conversation be as becometh the gospel of Christ, that rather I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And if nothing terrified by your adversary, which is the term as identity tokens of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his name's sake, having the same conflict which he saw in me and now here to be in me. That's deep. We have to suffer, to suffer. Christ suffered. We have to suffer as he suffered. You can also uh, see Psalms 133, uh, verse 1. Let's turn to there. Psalms 133, 1. Thirty-three, verse one. Behold, how good is and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in the unity. See, when you dwell together in the unity of the Holy Ghost, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and allow yourself to have that time with the Godhead, I guarantee you, the Lord will speak to you, and the Lord will tell you about your situation. Here, that you know what you're suffering from. It could be righteous for righteousness' sake. It could be for chastisement, or it could be to testing of your faith. I hope that I gave you a lot of different scenarios uh, in this in this topic because I don't want any of you to quit and to give up. Never quit, okay, and never give up. And I want to say a prayer for all of you. We're going to come in agreement with some prayers before we leave so we can change the atmosphere in our lives. Amen. And if you're going through some trouble, we're going to ask the Lord to release the five God so that these troubles uh, can uh, be heard by God so that God can show you what you're going through and why you're going through it. The problem is that we need to hear God and we need to lean on him so that we can find out what's going on. Most of us panic when we go through troubles. We don't need to do that. Run to the Lord. Amen. Run to the Lord. All right. Uh, let's say a prayer for blessings and favor from, from the Lord. And we're also going to uh, quench the fire of the enemy against the devil in our lives tonight. We're going to release the fire of God. Father, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth for all those who are listening. And we release the fire of God to protect them from their problems, Lord. Let them know what is going on in their life, Lord. Reveal to them by the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you give them an urge to unction, to fast, and to call on your name and to seek your face. And to humble yourself, according to Second Chronicles seven fourteen, so that you can heal them and minister to them as the utterance has been led by the Holy Spirit. Lord, we release your fire and burn up all works of darkness. Your fire be in the hands to heal those who are sick right now and to cast out devils. Let your fire burn in the eyes of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your word be preached with fire. According to Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine, Father, Lord, we ask that you purify our lives and protect us. Teach us how to trust your Father in the name of Jesus. We humble ourselves before you, Lord. We humble ourselves. We ask that you forgive us for our sins. Lord, we have sinned against you. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. We ask that we learn to trust you and stand and not be weary. And know that if you can help and heal and deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you can do the same thing for us because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we pray for the commanding of all demonic spirits to be released from anyone who's hearing this right now. We come up against all dragons of water. We cut off the heads of, of, of serpent spirits in the name of Jesus. We punish Leviathan and pride, according to Psalm chapter 27, verse 1. 
We rip the scales of Leviathan away, pride, Job 41.15. We break the strength of the Leviathan's neck, Psalms 18.40. We break the heart of Leviathan, pride. We bind pride in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Now, the Lord is telling me there are some people that the Lord really wants you to humble yourself. And if you humble yourself, he will bless you. Humble yourself. He loves you. He cares for you. If you're being chastened, thank the Lord God is chastening you. If you're suffering for righteousness, thank the Lord that you're suffering from righteousness, not suffering from sin. Most of my suffering has been from sin. I'm going to be honest with you. That's my, my suffering. And I told myself, Lord, I'm tired. And when you get tired of anything, I guarantee you, you get free from it. When I got tired of crack cocaine, I got tired of it, I got tired, whatever it is, there's nothing that God can't handle. Whatever situation you're in, I don't care how hard it gets, remember, I can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthens me. You can do it. God loves you. God cares for you. Amen? Wants us, and God wants to have and share his life with us. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruits of my labor. What shall I choose? I want not. For I am not a straw betreats to having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And Father, we thank you that you, we, you want us in this flesh at this time. And Father, we pray right now that the listeners yield themselves to the word of God, not me, through the scriptures and give them peace in the midst of their troubles. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please sow a seed to help us on air. Please. We, we really need help. You can go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of the icon, we have a PayPal site. You can sow a seed there. And you can also go to www.livedeliverance.com on our GoFundMe. Trust God. And there's nothing that God can't do. Nothing. Remember, nothing that God can't do. Hebrews 13, 15, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Do you know not? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can phantom. He gives strength to the weary and increase the power to the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soon soar like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The choice is yours. You're going to trust the Lord? You're going to trust yourself? Don't do that. Trust the Lord. Look to him for all your answers, not man. Again, God bless you. You can come call in at 646 378 We're going to open up uh, conversations, and we hope that those can hear us uh, live. We're going to try to do that now uh, in the Blog Talk uh, chat room, 646 378 Evangelist Janice Taylor, good evening. Good evening, Apostle. Did you enjoy it? You got the mic, and you can share with everybody who you are. I know you, but we got some new people in the room don't know you. And let everybody know when you're going to be on tomorrow and all that old good stuff. Well, uh, I did enjoy the message. I think, I think you uh, you covered quite a bit of ground as far as letting people know um, uh, the different types of suffering that we go through and how um, they are uh, all, all except um, the suffering for sin. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. All of them are, 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 are necessary. And even the suffering for sin is because there are consequences to sin. But, but I, I thought that you gave several different examples, and they were all good examples. Um, especially when you talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
Daniel suffered because he was a man of prayer, fused mm. to mm. to to not pray. He suffered Amen. for that Amen. cause. And uh, I thank the Lord. I just thank the Lord how, he, how that is included in the scriptures. This man was persecuted because of his faith, not for a lack of faith, but because of his yeah. faith. But he stood. He stood Amen. and he was put in uh, a den of lions. And uh, a lot of people say the lion's den, but he was put in a den of lions because the lions were home. And so um, he, he, he trusted his God. He would not, not pray, even though they made a law that said anybody that prays, you know, will be executed. Mm-hmm. And they knew they, they concocted this law just to, to catch him uh, in mm-hmm. something, but he, he refused not to pray. How many of us, how many of us would, mm-hmm. would have succumbed to the king mm-hmm. if he knew, right. you know, you were going to be put in a den right. of longing? Uh, most right. people That's would right. say, well, God, God understands. He, he know I can't be, I can't be put up in, in no den of lions. But Daniel, he did not bow. He did not bow. Amen. He did not That's bow. Right. And I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for that being in the scripture. I really enjoyed the message, uh, the teaching tonight. I just came on to listen. This was one that I needed to hear what to do in hard times. And so I will share that I'm going to be on tomorrow night. Um, I'm not going to be on Thursday because I have a, a prior commitment, but I will um, be. So you and I are switching out. I'm going to be on tomorrow night, and you will be on Thursday night. Uh, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you um, uh, from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, and um, I will be your host tomorrow night. And tomorrow's topic is going to be um, accepted in the beloved. I was supposed to minister that a couple of weeks ago, and um, the system just cut off. The system just cut off, and I wasn't able to do it. So I'm going to go back to that and preach uh, on that Amen. topic tomorrow. So uh, I pray that I pray that everyone is dealing with it, the, the 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 subtopic is overcoming rejection. That's the subtopic, overcoming rejection. And um, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ struggling with that, struggling with rejection. Jesus was despised and rejected, but we have to overcome it. We have to overcome it. We have to overcome it and know that we are accepted in the beloved. And that is powerful. So I'm thanking God for um, tomorrow night and for, this ministry. So I'm just going to be quiet tonight, Apostle, and just listen. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Chaplain John Durden, you have the mic. Good evening. Again, I just love hearing the Holy Spirit. Uh, unfortunately, we still get a lot of people call me up and cuss me out, talk about them, right? Those teaching and sermons that he's doing, but that's that's, I guess that's a deception of, of demons. Uh, the Lord taught Brother Emmett, and, and the Lord directed Brother Emmett and said, I don't want you to go to school. I, want you, I will personally teach you. And I saw the Lord personally taught him. Many times I went over to his house, and while the Lord be teaching and talking, he'd be riding on the board, and I'm sitting there with unbelief that, my God, this stuff is really real. The Lord really wants to talk to us personally. I've seen times where God had to speak in another foreign language. And then I saw with God, when he became a citizen over in another country, God taught him um, the language where he could speak it fluently. He took the test to be a, a citizen, and the Holy Spirit told him, <laughs> the Holy Spirit told him what to say and all those tests and everything else. He proved, he passed all the tests and everything else. It's, it's wonderful to have a personal relationship with, with the Lord like that. I really appreciate that, you know. And God said, come out of your mind. Come, come to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is ready to tell you what to say and what to do and what not to do. But it takes courage, it takes belief, and it takes fasting and everything else. So I can remember when the brother fasted for three, uh, more than three years, no, three years, 
on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All he did was drink liquids for three long years. That's what I'm delivering to. I brought that up because I had a couple of folks cussing me out, telling me, you know, you write no sermons and everything else today and everything. And I'm tired of hearing the same thing. I've seen the same thing for the last seven, eight years that I'm not telling him one darn thing. The Holy Spirit is telling him what to say. He's saying what the Holy Spirit is telling him to say. And I just say that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't be telling me about we know you write no sermons and write no teaching. I can't claim that. That's strictly between him and the Holy Spirit, sometimes between him and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord personally taught that young man, not old man John Durden. Okay? God bless you. And, again, I enjoy that teaching because it's always the Holy Spirit that's manifesting himself through Brother Ennis' um, teaching. God bless God bless everyone. Don't forget Evangelist Janet Taylor tomorrow. Evangelist Taylor, God bless you. Sister Kathleen Favors, my sister in Christ, God bless. Thank you for your support. God bless all of you. God bless Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Psalms 122, verse 6. We need to continue to pray for that. We need to pray for this nation. We need to pray for Ukraine. And we also need to pray for a revival worldwide. Shalom and God bless.